All right, welcome everybody. This is Mary Craig Ministries and Craig House Christian Fellowship. We are in a series, Truth for All Time. The message today is the watchful eyes of the Lord our God. It is August 20, 2023. I am Dr. Mary Craig. Well, we're going to open with prayer, and Stephen Craig is going to do that. Holy Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus Christ, whose we are and whom we serve. We thank you for the body and blood blood sacrifice of Christ on our behalf. We thank you for his life of radical obedience, perfect personal perpetual obedience. Even to death on the cross, we thank you that he fulfilled all righteousness, even to dying, to pay the penalty for sin, redeeming those for whom he died by his blood, the sacrifice of himself. We thank you he brought the reconciliation that overcomes alienation from you, that by this reconciliation we can know you as Father. We thank you that Jesus bore your wrath, bore the curse, bore the sin, and bore the glory. Jesus destroyed the works of darkness, defeating Satan and his kingdom publicly. We thank you, Lord God, for those in Christ were chosen before the foundation of the world, and we are accepted in the beloved. We thank you that Jesus died, that he was buried, that he rose again from the dead, out from among the dead, and ascended into heaven to sit at the right hand of the Almighty. Jesus Christ is King of kings, Lord of lords, God the Son, Son of God, ruler over the kings of this earth, and coming again in great power and great glory or rather coming again in power and great glory. We thank you for the sending of the Holy Spirit, and we ask that the Holy Spirit come as the Spirit of truth, guiding us into the truth, that he come as the Spirit of wisdom and revelation, revealing Jesus Christ to us and granting us wisdom for the days in which we live. We ask that the Holy Spirit open our eyes to comprehend, understand, and perceive what you have for us today. Open the eyes of our minds and open the eyes of our hearts to receive. Honor our desire to glorify you. We come before you in humility, on bended knee, with our heads bowed. We pray that we be renewed in the spirit of our minds and put on the new man, which was created according to you, God, in true righteousness and holiness, that you would sanctify us by your word and by your Holy Spirit, that we may open our mouths boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel of Jesus Christ with love, compassion, and grace, that we might love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. It is in the name of Jesus Christ that we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. 2 Chronicles 16, verse 9. The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in behalf of those whose heart is perfect toward him or to strengthen those who are fully committed to him. In 2011, an MCM mission team returned to Israel for the fifth time since 1999 on a special assignment. Then, as from the beginning, 
The time of truth is as God assured Jeremiah. I am watching over my word to perform it. Jeremiah 1 verse 12. And he watches over his word even now. The word of the Lord stands forever. The Holy Spirit is moving to prepare a bride in holiness, prepare a highway of holiness for the people of God. He is roaring over the Middle East and to the mountains of Israel. He will be proclaimed God, the faithful God, for he will perform his word and fulfill his promises. In Israel, our MTM mission team declared on that strip, declared God the faithful and true, the ancient of days, the rose of Sharon, and particularly El Roy, or some say El Roy, God who sees, God sees, God sees all, and as the judge of all the earth, he does right. His judgments are righteous judgments. Proverbs 5, verse 21. The ways of a man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he watches all his paths. There is no hiding from El Roy. He sees and knows all that happened, all that happened in the past, and all that will happen. Psalm 139, verse 16. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me when as yet there was none of them. When there is shame and guilt, we try to hide, and this tendency goes right back to the garden. Adam and Eve started out naked and unashamed, living before Elroy, but sin brought hiding and the impulse to cover up nakedness before God who sees. God may politely ask, where are you? Or it wasn't quite so polite, but anyway, (laughs) Uh, in the original, but where are you? But he already knows where we are, who we are, what we did, what we why we did it, when we did it, and what will result from it. So God, as Elroy, may be our comfort or our terror. He is our comfort when we turn to hide in him. In Genesis 16, we find the story behind the revelation of God as Elroy. God had promised Abram an heir. But how? Sarah told Abram to take Hagar, 
her Egyptian servant as wife. He did, and Hagar conceived. Hagar then despised Sarah. Abram turned Hagar back to Sarah after she said to Abram, The Lord judge between me and you. Sarah treated Hagar harshly, and Hagar fled into the wilderness from her mistress, Sarah. The the angel of the Lord found Hagar by a fountain or spring of water, by the fountain or spring in the way to Shur. Shur, S-H-U-R, means fort or wall. Hagar, which means flight, ran away from Sarah, straight into God. Like many of us, she was running away from some oppressive situation or bad memory or from unfair treatment, but God saw her plight. The angel of the Lord told Hagar to return to her mistress, Sarah, and to submit herself under her hands. He knew she had conceived and promised to multiply her descendants exceedingly, a great multitude. He told her she would bear a son and name the son Ishmael, meaning, quote, God shall hear, unquote, or whom God hears, because the Lord had heard her affliction. He told her what her son would be like, a wild donkey of a man whose hand would be against every man and every man's hand against him. And that the world, no, and that he would dwell in the presence of all his brethren. Genesis chapter 16. Hagar called the name of the Lord who spoke to her, Elroy, or some say Elroy. Elroy saw her. The well was named Bear Lahai Roy, meaning the well, living one who sees me. Built into the name Elroy are God's attributes of omniscience and omnipresence. Idols do not see anything. They are no gods, but, Psalm thirty-four, eighteen, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Psalm 121, 4-8, Behold, 
He who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun will not smite you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will protect you from all evil. He will keep your soul. The Lord will guard your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forever. Psalm 121 verses 4 to 8. The one true and living God always accomplishes his purposes. Hagar returned to submit to Sarah and did have a son, Ishmael. That kind of submission requires a belief that what God permits is as much his will as what he appoints. God's promise, you know, God's permissive providence was operating. His permissive providence was operating. F. B. Meyer said this, quote, Through all the discipline of life, we must believe that God has a purpose of unfailing love and wisdom. Then our submission is not stoicism, but loving acquiescence in our Father's will, unquote. We are never alone, never forgotten, never beyond hope. God sees us entirely, constantly, supremely, and with eyes of holy love. God searches the heart. Our hearts are to be repentant, circumcised, the flesh cut away, so as to expose what is hidden. A circumcised heart is one that is cut so as to be naked before a holy God, living unashamed, reconciled, redeemed, free to be the person God intended, able to function in a purpose ordered by the Lord. The living God who sees is shaking the nations bringing down the proud heart and exalting the lowly. Before Elroy, we are to repent of our sins, lest we perish. God, as Elroy, sees our miserable estate, the sin in which we find ourselves. He sent Jesus Christ to live the obedience the obedience required by a holy and sovereign God and to die to pay the penalty for sin in order to satisfy divine justice, in order that we might be reconciled to the living God who sees, redeemed and set free to know him as our comfort and not our terror. Jesus Christ is the only mediator 
between the true God and man. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Whatever our circumstance today, God sees us. He is Elroy and he knows. He is not just omniscient and omnipresent. He is also omnipotent, all-powerful. He can move in our circumstance to heal us, save us, turn our hearts, and become our praise. Hagar was a bondwoman and lived her life in the purposes of God. Sarah was a free woman, and her son Isaac was a child of promise as are all those born after the Spirit. Galatians 4, verse 21 and following. Every true believer can discover the power of Christ's crucifixion and resurrection. Yes, death could not hold Jesus. On the third day he rose again from the dead. Life is in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Jesus came in the power of an endless life, and that life can be ours. We must be born again, born anew, born out of God ones. John 3 and 1 John. Ask. Now here's something you might do and for others. Ask if your name is in the Lamb's Book of Life. For as many as received him, to them gave he power or the right to become the sons, the children of God, even to those who believe in his name or on his name. The Lamb's Book of Life is a register of those chosen from eternity for salvation. It lists those termed the elect, those who are the recipients of God's electing love. And by the way, we receive Christ. We receive Christ. It's more, that's what the Bible says. Not we accepted Christ. We receive him. Hebrews 12, verses 22 and 23. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to innumerable angels in festal gathering, and to the assembly of the firstborn, who are enrolled in heaven, and to God the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect. Hebrews 12, 22 and 23. Revelation 21, verse 27. But nothing unclean will ever enter it, the new Jerusalem or the new earth, nor anyone who does what is detestable or false 
but only those who are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. John 1, verses 12 to 14. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Not, they weren't born by the will of man. They were born of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John 1, 12 to 14. And also see Psalm 84, Revelation 13, 7 through 9. Also, it was allowed to, this is talking about the beast, B-E-A-S-T. Also, it was allowed to make war on the saints and to conquer them. And authority was given it over every tribe and people and language and nation. And all who dwell on earth will worship it. Everyone whose name has not been written before the foundation of the world in the book of life of the Lamb who was slain. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. Revelation 17, verse 8. The beast that you saw was and is not and is about to rise from the bottomless pit and go to destruction. And the dwellers on earth whose name names have not been written in the book of life from the foundation of the world will marvel to see the beast because it was and is not and is to come. Also, whereas it can certainly be said that the Lamb of God was foreknown before the foundation of the world, 1 Peter 1, verse 20, and that he was delivered up to die by the people, by the predetermined plan and foreknowledge of God, Acts 2, verse 23. What can it possibly mean theologically to say that the Lamb of God was, quote, slain from the foundation of the world? The point of the text is that the people who worship the beast do so because their names have not been written in the book of life. That is why they are deceived by the beast. 
God sees. His name is Elroy. There is no point running, hiding, covering up, lying, or fooling ourselves. The thing is, the one who sees is also God who forgives and the one who saves. Today, the one true God, creator, redeemer, is turning the battle at the gate. He has warned, admonished, spoken through the prophetic word, revealed truth in the scripture, and declared his glory in creation. Now is the time to humble ourselves before his mighty hand. Now is the time to turn from lawlessness and from doing evil. Now is the time to seek the Lord while he may be found. Now is the time to stop the madness. For the wind of the Spirit is blowing, the Lion of Judah roars, all of humanity and creation, all of heaven and earth, all of nature and the supernatural are under the watchful eyes of the Lord. Will he be our comfort or our terror? And let's pray. Father God, we come to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, King of kings and Lord of lords, ruler over the kings of this earth. We thank you, Lord, that you are the God who sees We thank you, Lord. Your watchful eyes. And you see with omniscience. You have perfect knowledge. You know exactly what's going on. You know motives. You know what's happened, what's going on now, and what will result, what will happen. And you have a plan. And you have a purpose. And no one in and nothing will stop that plan and your purposes. Everything will go according to your holy and sovereign will. So, Lord, may we be careful. And may we speak right things about you. Grant us the grace to do that. And let us humble ourselves before your mighty hand, that we may receive grace, for you give grace to the humble. Lord, let us turn from lawlessness and from doing evil. Lord, you determine what is good and what is evil. So, Lord, 
We need wisdom, and we ask for wisdom now. We need that wisdom. And, Lord, we ask that the madness stop. It's all over the planet, this madness, what's going on. It's insane. But you are turning the battle at the gate. The wind of the Holy Spirit is blowing. The Lion of Judah roars. And Lord, if a physical lion, a lion, if a lion's roar can be heard for five miles, what is the roar of the Lion of Judah? When you roar, O Lord, What is that roar? And Lord, everything is under your watchful eyes. We ask today that you be our comfort and not our terror. And we pray, Lord, that today be the day of salvation for all those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life from before the foundation of the world, chosen by God. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Please stand for the benediction. And if you also read that verse. Hebrews four thirteen and 16. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Hebrews 4, 13 and 16. Hebrews 13, 20 and 21. Now may the God of the peace who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you complete in every good work to do his will, working in you what is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Thank you.